podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Friends, we are more than halfway through Lent of 2022. That is so hard to believe. And this week in our episode, we're looking at the passage from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, which is something that we're all called to do during Lent, especially, which is repent and believe in the good news. So we're looking this week in particular at those two words, repent and believe, based on an essay that Bishop Barron wrote that's in the Word on Fire Bible. And those words, repent, which is metanoiate in Greek, and believe, which is pistute in Greek, mean much more than what we see on the surface from the English translation. So we're excited to share that with you, and we hope that it's some really good meat for your own prayer. Hello, everyone. Welcome, hey everybody. Hey guys. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to In the Thicket. We are your three hosts. I am Erin. <laughs> I'm Rachel. I am Nicole. Oh, <laughs> we did let's it. try no, that it was, again. We did it. We we spaced it out just about, oh, really? I think. Yeah. Oh, mine was, it was overlapping on my end. It's because okay. it's because of the lag. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. It seemed all right to me. It was very quick, but it's good. <laughs> well, I guess anyways, we'll find out. Regardless, <laughs> we're Aaron and Rachel and Nicole. We are the hosts of In the Thicket. Welcome. If you are a new listener, um, we are super pumped to have you with us. And Hi. yeah, it's cool. I wish we could see all of your faces in front of us right now. <laughs> that would be fun. Cool. We should we should just have like a Zoom meeting sometime with podcast listeners. Although everyone listens at the same fun. time, so it's a different. Yeah, thing. right. That's time. anyway. Yeah, you know, future plans. Do you guys future plans. Sometimes feel like a three headed like monster. You know, like just, like you know what I mean. Like see, so we look on Zoom and it's just like our three heads, and we're always in this like formation, and it sort of feels huh. like I have you never know, considered. Now that. I have. Yeah, that's now it. I have. Hence the laugh. (laughs) This is like every time now, you know, when somebody says like misheard lyrics for a song and then you can never unhear that again. Yeah. Um, Now you can't unsee it. I'm sorry. It's good. I think we would make an excellent monster. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I think we would would cooperate very well. We would be like a monster, like Monty Python style kind of monster though. Mm. Like not terrifying, but just. No, um, no, definitely not terrifying. Vaguely strange. Yeah. Vaguely strange. Comedic value. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. kind of horrific but not so horrific that you're like that you not are like disturbing away. just like yeah just a little like, wild what? yeah exactly yeah yeah just, good. <laughs> just okay. slightly off but nice. like okay. endearing okay okay <laughs> see this is a good question actually i'm curious as to like um what you guys if you guys have like a favorite movie oh. or like I mean, you could, you could talk about something like if you're watching something good right now Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or whatever, but like, what would your, what's kind of your, some, some go-tos or some favorites in terms of Hmm. movies or podcasts or I got sneeze media stuff. (laughs) Bless you. Bless you. That's nice. You also just got retroactively blessed from all the people who are listening now oh, and we're like, bless you, just out of <laughs> conscience. That's See, awesome. That's good. I'll take try it. to intentionally say Yeah, I'll take it for sure. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. 
favorites is hard because I love mm. movies and television and music. So it's really hard for me to pick favorites on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. The one thing that came to mind, but I feel like I've mentioned it before in this podcast is Prince of Egypt, which is a cartoon. Oh I yeah. Totally love it so much. I still have Solid. not watched it. I think I got chastised <gasps> for that last it. time. Yeah, yeah you I did. Know. That's right. You have to watch it. But I mean, there's yeah. so that just came to mind, but like I have so many movies and, and, and like serious ones and not serious ones. It's just mm-hmm. so much. Um, but right now I am listening. I haven't mentioned this a while ago, but I'm still listening to Conan's podcast and really enjoying it. It's slightly inappropriate, but really funny at times. And, uh, but he had a very interesting episode recently with the creator, uh, or one of the writers from the office and parks and rec, Mike. Sure. I think I'm, I'm pronouncing his name wrong because on the podcast, they talk about this and they joke about his name being Mike Skr, okay. and they're like, don't know who he is. Anyways, mm-hmm. Mike Sure. Um, and they're talking about this book that he recently um, released, which is a book on ethics. So Mike, sure, and he he also wrote The Good Place, which is like a show that like introduced oh, yeah. a lot of different, yes, you know? right, yep. So it's not like he's totally, he, he doesn't know anything about ethics and philosophy and things like that. Like he clearly has done at least some research. We can see that in the show, but I just thought it was so interesting, like that mm. a guy who isn't a philosopher by trade, like isn't like he's writing TV shows has written this book (laughs) about ethics and it, and in it, he kind of just, he kind of dives into his own, like an experience of guilt that he had a very (laughs) innocuous kind of, (laughs) he realized that he wasn't going to tip his Starbucks wait waitress until they turned around and like looked at me and they knew who he was. And then he felt like guilty and he had to tip them. Mm. But like, I I may have gotten that wrong, but like something to do with that. And he was like, he walked away from that experience being like, why wouldn't I tip them when they didn't know that I was tipping them? Like, why is that? Like, where, where's my obligation lie really in doing the good thing or in making sure someone sees that I do the good thing, this kind of Mm. question. Anyways, I just thought it was so interesting that like somebody who was writing TV wrote a book on ethics and like had a very serious conversation about it. And there's a lot of conflict (laughs) between some of what he says and like, let's say church understanding of morality and ethics. Um, but I think it kind of plays into something, some of what we're talking about today, uh, um, with our passage today, mm-hmm. which is on repent and believe and stuff like that. And yeah. just mm-hmm. what, yeah. what's, mm-hmm. what's our goal with ethics anyway, that got really serious, but it, it it's, did. Kind of, it's kind of a serious topic, which is why I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting that a comedy, like a comic essentially, and a television right. writer right. having this in- intensely, really important, serious. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, listen from there to frivolous, <laughs> uh, my favorites are I quite enjoy as favorite movies go I quite enjoy Mean Girls and also the mm. Twilight movies oh, also yes. Bridesmaid Twilight I am not even kidding you how many times the Lord has spoken to me through like he said to me one time he's like I love you like Edward loves Bella Man. and it was profound in my heart at the time whoever is judging me in the heart right now I just <laughs> this is my relationship with the Lord it was a profound Anyway, so that was good. And then and then this week, actually, because I was praying, I was like praying about lots of things like physical image, getting older, like all these kind of things mm. or whatever. And then I was and then the Lord was like, OK, but look at how Edward loves Bella. She's worried about getting older and about being an old woman who's with this young, attractive vampire. Does he care? No, he doesn't. He does not care a bit. He just loves her. So anyways. Aaron, it's I love that. It's amazing. That's so great. 
I so dislike those books like so much. And I just love how much God has used them in in your life. Like that's just amazing and wonderful to me. I can't even, you know, it's so cool. Yeah. It's good. The Lord does things like that, you know? So anyways, some of my favorites, but I also do like the podcast, Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World. If you've not listened to it, Mm -hmm. it's really good and it's very interesting. So you could like listen to it kind of, it's not like super crazy. So you have to be like totally focused and like, on your kind of chill. in terms of yeah it's yeah like but they're very chill, like dense easy to listen to. chill right yeah or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. concise yeah yeah I also yeah, feel cool. the need for some reason now to say like my dislike of Twilight has nothing to do with anything serious. It's not like, oh my gosh, it's just terrible and I love like it's just I genuinely just I was reading them and I was like, this I can't. <laughs> but so it's very like shallow dislike of Twilight. It's not gotcha. like a, you know, it's mm, not, so it's not like theological a, perspective. That's right, doctrinal. Yeah. No, right. Agree. That's yeah. Okay. Just not your yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. How about you, Nicole? <laughs> yeah. Like? My um so Nathan, who I'm going to marry, loves movies. Um, and I, and he like, like loves movies and, and art and like, he's studying, um, theological aesthetics. And so he thinks about this a lot and like, Mm -hmm. like good, good stories and well-presented, um, plays and all those kinds of things. He thinks about that and the meaning of it. And, um, and for me, it's interesting when I watch movies, I tend to like them to be really light and kind of not, not dramatic, not deep yeah. because mm-hmm. I am a therapist. I'm a music therapist, but I, so much of my life is like receiving people in their stuff right. that they're going through, or even just like now I'm yeah. teaching and talking to students and whatever. And so I, I, I'm like, I have enough encounters with people that are like, that are maybe challenging or real or whatever, that when I go home and I'm relaxing, I don't want to have to see other people going through dramatic things. I just want to watch like Marvel, you know, or whatever it is. Um, but it's Nathan's been like kind of challenging me to, to like open up to some, some good, like Mm. a movie. So, um, so we watched one the other night called lady bird, which won a a lot of awards. Yeah. And, uh, and it was great. I mean, at first, uh, I was like, I had to basically, I go through this thing where I, I so strongly empathize with anyone going through anything emotional. And even in movies, I have to like, at first I'm experiencing everything that every, every character is experiencing. Like, I'm just like feeling all the things. So I have to like turn that off. Like, 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 yeah, this is a movie. This is not my family or something like that. It's not a therapy session right now. It's yeah. I don't have to be completely present and connected to this. I can just like enjoy it. So like once I can get into that mode, then I can really enjoy it. But Mm -hmm. it was so, it was neat. It just like, um, you know, it's a sort of coming of age story of this girl and her, her family, her mom wants her to be something. She wants to be her own thing. She's kind of figuring it out and trying on sort of different, 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 different guys that she's dating and different identities and, and like who she is and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then she has this experience of, of beauty and, um, kind of in, in faith. And she kind of has this like moment of growth and, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, yeah, I think, for me that my takeaway was like, as somebody who lived kind of a pretty sheltered life and didn't go to high school and didn't experience a lot of the things that she, this girl, the character experiences, I look at that and I'm like, Oh, this is so scary. Like, I don't want to go through all this and I wouldn't want my kids to go through all this, you know, but just Mm -hmm. the beauty of, of how she kind of is, there's this freedom where she's just kind of figuring stuff out. And not that I'm like condoning all experimentation with all of the things in high school that kids Mm -hmm. do. Right. Obviously. But, um, that there's a certain sense in which I think what, like, I don't know, 
what I was thinking about or the people that I know, people that I know who have lived their lives and maybe made some mistakes and, um, uh, and, and lived through that and then come to the Lord and, and repented. And the Lord has just blessed that. I was just reminded that mm. we're not like the expectation is not for us to be perfect. It's for us to always return to the Lord and, mm. um, and be, and, and that, that mercy is always there. Like that was my takeaway from the movie. And it is just a reminder, like nice. I am, I don't have to be so hard on myself to be this, like to never make a mistake because it's okay. Like it, the, mm. the point is not to never mess up. It's just to keep coming back to the Lord and right. to have these moments and the Lord will catch us, you know? See, so, so um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, probably relates a little bit to our theme today, but, yeah. but yeah, now it made me realize like, okay, I want to like a Tony that I, I'm a, we can watch more movies. Like I'm okay with that. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can watch series movies. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Hear, I hear you though. I'm the same way. I'm like super like love all of the meaningless, fluffy, wonderful, yeah. action, oh, totally. whatever mm-hmm. stuff. Cause it's yeah. awesome. But okay. yeah, you're right. It is good to chew on something. I feel like I learned so much. I learned from both of your sharings that God loves us and I'm very, and I'm not making fun of you and I'm being serious, but he loves us. Like Edward loves Bella. That's amazing. And also he doesn't expect us to be perfect. He, um, he just wants us to come back to him and that's so awesome. See, beautiful. I love yeah, it. Do we this even need like to read recovery. scripture? No. You guys, you know what? We're <laughs> done. This is We're goodbye done. everybody. See you next yeah. week. Excellent. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Okay. But for real though, so this episode, I can tell this is going to be good already. We're having like good conversation already. So I'm excited for what's to come. Um, so I read this is like a little of a backstory to what we're going to be talking about. So I read in the Word on Fire Bible, which is really beautiful. If you haven't seen it, it's mm-hmm. I got a leather bound copy of it when I, I left. I used to work at the Newman Center at the University of Toronto. And when I left there, a lovely parishioner gave me this beautiful leather bound copy of it. And it's mm-hmm. like lovely. So it's just the four gospels in um in this thing, but it's kind of littered with this commentary from Bishop Barron and um quotes from the church fathers and from like all kinds of really beautiful stuff in it that really like make bring scripture to life in a, in a mm. certain sense. Um, and there was one that I was, that I was reading. So it's a, it's an essay that Bishop Barron did. Um, and it's called a new way of seeing, and it's on, uh, Mark chapter one verses 14 to 15, which is basically like repent and believe in the good news or do you want me to read it, Aaron, the scripture? Yeah, sure. Just, yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. I got to pull it up here. Perfect. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it, as Aaron said, Mark one verses 14 to 15. Mm-hmm. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near repent and believe in the good news. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And so this essay that, that Bishop Barron wrote on on kind of you know repent and believe the good news really focuses on these two words of um metanoiate and pistute which are two greek words which is um i think sometimes it's good for us to know that when we're reading an english translation of scripture that it is not the original language that it was written in and so it really does it's good to look at different you know meanings of the original words sometimes or different translations mm-hmm. or things like that it can really bring a lot to our to our prayer so we're going to be looking at these two words so this is what he was writing um on the two words and this is just little bits from the essay that he wrote but it is in the word on fire bible if you're looking to read the whole thing so he says again we consult jesus opening speech in mark's gospel repent 
The word so often and so misleadingly translated as repent is metanoiete. This Greek term is based upon two words, meta, which is beyond, um, and nous, which is mind or spirit, N-O-U-S. And thus, in its most basic form, it means something like go beyond the mind that you have. The English word repent has a moralizing overtone suggesting a change in behavior or action, whereas Jesus' term seems to be hinting at a change at a far more fundamental level of one's being. Jesus urges his listeners to change their way of knowing, their way of perceiving and grasping reality, their perspective, their mode of seeing. What Jesus implies is this, the new state of affairs has arrived, the divine and the human have met, but the way you customarily see is going to blind you to this novelty. Um, And then... Uh, He says, metanoia, soul transformation, is Jesus' first recommendation. And then he moves on to um, pistute. Now, like the word metanoiate, metanoia is just a a conjugation of metanoiate. The term pistute, believe, has been terribly misunderstood over the centuries, coming, unfortunately, to mean the dry ascent to religious propositions for which there is little or no evidence. Since the Enlightenment and its altogether legitimate insistence on rational responsibility, faith, in the sense just described, has come into disrepute. It seems to be the last refuge of uncritical people, those desperate to find some assurance with regard to the ultimate things, and thus willing to swallow even the most far-fetched theories and beliefs. Happily, belief in the biblical and traditional sense of the term has nothing to do with this truncated and irresponsible rationality. To believe, as Jesus uses the term, signals not so much a way of knowing as a way of being known. To have faith is to allow oneself to be overwhelmed by the power of God to to permit the divine energy to reign at all levels of one's being. As such, it is not primarily a matter of understanding or assenting to propositions as it is surrendering to the God who wants to become incarnate in us. So just to kind of summarize that for you, these two words, metanoiete, in, so this repent, instead of being some kind of moral, like, oh, recognize what you did wrong and then stop doing it and come back to Jesus, it is far more expansive. It's like, Repentance means really seeing how things are in reality, seeing what our sin is, seeing what it does to our relationship with God, seeing the roots it has in our lives, seeing what God wants to do, and seeing reality in all that God is that brings this desire in us for coming back to him. So it's it's like something like that. And then believing, peace to te, is more like... Um, as opposed to just like knowing something in our head, like believing in the big good news and being like, okay, whatever, is like placing ourselves under um, under the authority of the good news, like surrendering ourselves completely to God in all that he is doing in in our lives, which is like, I mean, for me, when I read that, I was like, I had to like sit, I had like tears streaming down my mm. face. It was like some, one of those beautiful worms where the Lord speaks to you like so deeply yeah. and it, mm. that is like, oh, it was like, like having this breath of fresh air, you know, talking yeah. about these two things. Yeah. Anyways. So I just read a lot of stuff, but what is <laughs> like, what sits with you? Um, what kind of comes up with you guys when, when you hear all that? 
Um, there was, um, so the word noose, I, I, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know Greek very much. Um, <laughs> but I was in a class, um, on, on the Trinity from like an Eastern Christian perspective. And so mm-hmm. I had this wonderful professor who was a Ukrainian Catholic, um, uh, priest. Um, and so had a very different, different kind of tradition that he was teaching from which is so beautiful and so he kind of he was she would share all these like greek words with us and 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 kind of explain things to us and i hope i'm not getting this wrong but i think i think it's right the the word news he kind of described it as a different way of knowing than an intellectual knowing mm-hmm. and i think that's really that's really key to also what bishop baron is saying here like there's there's the kind of knowledge that you learn right like you go to school and whatever and you learn and you read and you learn but there's a kind of knowledge that is is Im- almost like imparted to you in relationship with God. Like it's sort of like, you know, the whole idea, like missionaries who work on campuses often talk about this. I think like you, you can know, you can read about a person, you read their mm-hmm. Facebook page or whatever, but it's so different knowing mm-hmm. the person, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two different kinds of knowledge about people, knowledge about them and knowledge of them, like mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of knowing God, that isn't just sort of a fluffy relational knowing, but is a transformative knowing. There's like, there is kind of a knowledge that's given to us that is more about our being than like it, it, it sort of penetrates every part of us and not just our thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, but, but everything. And so I'm thinking about that. I'm actually connecting it to, I mean, I mentioned, we mentioned this in the beginning, kind of our, like, you know, discussion of our, our shows and stuff like that. But I've really been thinking about this podcast episode that I heard because I think I, the, the thing, the thought that came to my mind was if I was in on this conversation with Conan and Mike Schur, you know, how would I present my mm. understanding of ethics? Like it kind of brought back to me that question of like, you know, how do I make a case for the joy that I, that I've been given? Like, how do Mm -hmm. I do that? How do I, what would I say? And I realized like one of the things that is so critical to our good life as Catholics, to our understanding of the good life is this, is being known by God first, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is not just pursuing the good act, but, Mm -hmm. but encountering the good himself, you know? And that encounter is so foundational. Not that like, of course, natural law and you can have like, there's moral, there's good morality and there's good acts and bad acts, but more foundational to our, our good life is encountering the good is knowing him ourselves, you know? And I think that's why you can have a Pharisee who's like following the law and doing all the things who is so far. Right from heaven and this poor person who's really struggling, but really, really orienting himself or herself to God and to the mercy of God and the goodness of God, who's far closer to the kingdom of heaven, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was like a whole bunch of <laughs> just tangential things. So good but, though. Yeah. 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 How so about you, Nicole? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think I focused more on the, the, metanoia what is it again metanoia <laughs> that's the Mesonoia repent tape. part right i know metanoia but metanoia is cool okay mm. yeah just repentance is being not just okay i need to look at myself list my sins not to those things check 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 done or something like that um like this moralistic kind of behavior um i won't i should not do these behaviors or whatever right um and more of 
to surrender myself to the reality of God in my life and allow God to transform me and cooperate with that. And this to be something that can be, or, I mean, and I'm thinking in the imagery that almost the imagery of, um, like a marriage relationship where you think of Mary's fiat who allows, like surrenders her yes to the Lord and becomes impregnated with the reality mm-hmm. of God. Um, and that this is, this is a whole of the other level of repentance, right? The deeper intimacy with the Lord. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, okay, so I'm, I'm a professor. And so I think about teaching and learning a lot. And I can think of back in my own undergrad of professors who, um, I remember when I was learning music theory and I had a professor who was excellent. She was very clear. Um, you know, everything she taught in class was like very clearly well presented. Um, you could understand all of it. If you just, if you worked hard, you could grasp it, do the assignments. Well, it was just very, very clear and good. Fine. Mm-hmm. So it was excellent. I enjoyed those classes. Mm-hmm. And then I had a professor who, when she was teaching, she was sharing way more information that I had the capability of grasping. Mm. So not only did I learn the things that I needed to learn, but it grew this awareness in me of, Mm. oh my gosh, there's so much more that I have. Like, you know, that first professor, I kind of the illusion that I have mastered this topic. Um, Whereas with the second professor, it was a little more overwhelming sometimes those classes and I didn't quite know what was going on, but I never had the illusion that I knew what was actually happening, that I knew everything. There was always this feeling of, ah, but there's more. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm learning these things and I know this, but there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thinking of that as, you know, there can be that kind of repentance where I'm like, well, I know what my sins are. So I'm just going to not do that as if, right. as if I actually know myself perfectly right. and I don't know myself perfectly, but if I can, if I am growing in my relationship with the Lord and surrendering and growing in this awareness that I, there's probably ways in which I maybe I'm sitting that I'm not even aware of right now. And, and there's this deeper humility that can come with that and realizing, okay, I'm going to do my best and my best not might not be good enough, but, but, but I'm growing, I'm growing. And the Lord is taking me deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I think of as just this opportunity for, for a depth beyond, um, what we can conceive of in our minds, uh, yeah. in our relationship with God and transformation yeah. beyond what we can actually be aware of. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the new, like, even when you say like talking about being, being known, like knowing things like this is the, when it talks about like Abraham knew Sarah, yeah, it's that's talking right. about sexual intimacy. Like it's yeah. talking about like, I just, my heart is so moved right now because it's, mm. it's like, like I'm thinking back actually about my, my like original kind of conversion, like my original experience of like God's love and what it's and how beautiful and good and merciful it is that the Lord doesn't ask us to reject the bad things in our life before we come to him. Yeah. In Mm -hmm. a way, you know, like we need to have some awareness in order to like be open to him, but it's like, and he takes us as we are. Yeah. And it's, and it's that it's like his, like me, I I remember being in that, like in that moment of like conversion and just realizing, like having a completely new view of like who God is and who Mm. I am and what the meaning of the world is in my own existence and his love for me and knowing that his love for me is like bringing about this new vision and everything in me wanted to adhere to him perfectly for the mm. rest of my life. Like that mm. was the response that was in my heart. And because I'm fallen, that has not happened, unfortunately. 
yet. However, but it's like, it's that dynamic, you know, like how good he is that it's like, it's not, it's not the force of our will that adheres us to the Lord. It's his goodness that prompts that adherence in us, you know, that like seeing fully his love for us and what we were created for and in that is like, that's transformative for us. Not, not, and it's not that our actions don't have consequences because yeah. they do and we choose, right. but it's, but there is such a danger in believing that it is our choice that, um, that is the sole thing that binds us to the Lord. Like, no, it's his grace that allows us even mm-hmm. to make those choice. And it's his letting us see something of his goodness that mm-hmm. creates this desire in us in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. want to make that choice. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. I, before that piece in, in scripture is that where Jesus gives that command, like repent and believe it's it. I love also the, 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 you know, the phrases leading up to that, where it's like the kingdom of heaven is at hand, like all this, you know, it's like, because when you, when you sort of extract repent and believe in English, especially like Aaron's given, you've given us like this beautiful depth of background that Bishop Barron shares to everybody, but in English, she's totally right. Right. Like in English, repent and believe, especially today, mean very dry Mm -hmm. and like, um, cognitive behavioral. Yeah. 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 Right. Like repent, you're sinful, blah, blah, blah. Believe, you know, Jesus, the son of God, the Trinity, like all these dogmas, like believe them. And that's like what, you know, and it seems like that's what Jesus is commanding them, but actually it's like, it's, it's a new, it's another life. Like he's like, this is a life that you're in right now. And I'm inviting you to a complete, and which is what you just described Aaron, your conversion. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, a different experience of life. It's not even the same. You're not even in the same vicinity of the life that you led before because there that, because the experience is just completely transformative. And I Mm -hmm. think that even the idea of repenting being totally our action that you guys are kind of highlighting in your, in sort of your reflection on this is like Mm -hmm. missing the point entirely because the repentance is really an allowing God to act. Like it's really mm-hmm. like a yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. It's it's really the Mary thing that that Nicole brought up. Like a yes, Lord. Yeah. You know, do unto me, and not because you're gonna annihilate me. Because I know as you as you work in me, you will bring about this person that you created me to be. You will bring about this reality that is more dynamic, like more whole, more beautiful than anything I can imagine in myself. Like you know, not just for the sake of others, not just for the world, but for my own good. Like you bring about repentance in my heart for my good, not even just for how good it's going to be for everybody, everyone else, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like much more exciting. Like, I think yeah. that's, mm-hmm. you know, some people think about Christianity and you hear repent and believe well, and it's blah. like, oh, right. Most of rules that you should follow. Yeah, and exactly. you will yeah. right. exactly. Right. How uninspiring mm-hmm. is that? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Versus the truth of it is like, I mean, at least for us, obviously we're like, where can we sign up? Like, you know, let's do this. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, I'm thinking about the second word. Erin, can you tell me? I'm just the Greek. Yeah, it's all Greek to me. Pistute. Like believe. Um, yeah. Believe. And I, uh, one of the sort of images that I was thinking of, and I think that it, that I've heard before in terms of the word believe and what it means or faith kind of all connected, mm-hmm. um, but is is like diving into the ocean <laughs> or um, like to be immersed in something or even like, 
I don't know. I was listening to this piece of music last night. Um, my sister sent it to me and I'd heard it before, but it's uh, by Max Richter. Um, I don't know if you know who that is. He's like, a, he's, he composes some film score stuff. He does a lot of kind of maybe minimalistic type music and very sort of, I don't know. Um, it's, it's like all of the, the pain, it's like very bittersweet, a lot of the music mm-hmm. and it's, um, I forget what the name of it was. And let me just see if I can find it in case anyone wants. Oh, it's on the nature of daylight. Max Richter Richter. Anyway. And I was listening to this and it was, um, this violin part comes in and I just started weeping because I, it was, I was thinking about all of the things that are happening in the world right now in Ukraine and sorry, in Ukraine and, um, in, in just difficulties that, that I know people are going through and things in my own life and, and just all of that. And yet thinking about the little moments and stories of hope and of beauty and of God's grace that are, are kind of threaded through all of this and how I just don't understand any of it, but there's something beautiful and there's something so painful. And it was just, and I felt like it was encapsulated in this music and I just cried. I just Mm -hmm. listened to this piece and I wept. Um, but it, it felt like a moment of not to over, I don't know, emotionalize this, but a moment of, of that belief of, of, of like, yeah. just that, that Lord, you are present somehow in all of this. I don't understand, but you are here. Yeah. Um, and being immersed in that for, for a moment in this yeah. beauty. And so, you know, we talk about, um, I think it was Cardinal Newman talked about the different, the, the grammar of ascent, which is a book I have not read, but I've heard people talk about it. And so I have some of the main pithy things that nice. I think are yeah. in that book, <laughs> but um, that, you know, the intellectual element of that we often think of believe, which is just like the list of here's what the church believes and therefore believe these things and you're Catholic, whatever. Um, and that that's a part of it, but that also beauty experiences of beauty are part of this and mm-hmm. um, human encounters with other people um, and all of that. I forget there's, there's like three different things that are part of it. You guys know, but just that, that to believe it involves the whole person, everything who we are and to allow God to bring us as a whole person, not just our thoughts, not just our kind of cognitive thoughts into him. And Mm -hmm. that that can be through music and that can be through encounters with people and all of these things in movies, you're talking about podcasts and all of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it's like, it's a freedom too. Like it's um, when you talk, especially that word surrender, like even that word surrender, we can misunderstand so easily to mean something of like dominance or domineering Mm, or like mm -hmm, that I'm surrendering to God, like who, you know, like the will that is imposed or like weird things that are nothing. If I'm surrendering to God, it is because like his love has shown me only goodness. Yes. His love has shown me what like this is the kind of surrender that God desires from us, right? Is not the surrender of like, okay, I'm going to give in to your to your rules and your ways and whatever because I, you know they're good or whatever. But like, no, it's like a surrender of like, I have experienced your loves in the your love in the depth of my being, and mm-hmm. like my surrender is like a response to that. It's like mm-hmm. yes, like I trust you completely. I I like yeah. give myself to you completely because you are for me. You are for yeah. my good. You know, I yeah to surrender to His love because He He knows how to love us and He's gentle and He's trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I like 
I think that if it was just intellectual, it would be very, in some ways, very hard to believe. And I'm not saying that I think our faith mm-hmm. is extremely yeah. intellectually consistent and like, yep. yeah, there's, absolutely. it's not, you know, it, the reason goes with faith. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I, I would say my conversion in my life, like my moment of conversion really was, was this experience where I knew, and I had even experienced a lot of the goodness of my faith of being cradle Catholic right up until sort of, you know, in high school when this, this happened to me, but I could not bring myself to faith to, I couldn't bring it. Cause there was, there's too many, it's too much mystery. There's too much mystery about God when you're mm-hmm. on the outside of the relationship with him to be like, yeah, totally. I totally believe mm-hmm. all this stuff, you know, like you, you can, you, there's still room for questioning. There's still room for doubt. There's always room for that because God doesn't come God doesn't give us like the handbook to who he is. And he wouldn't be able to, anyways, we would never understand it. And that's the other thing. Like he's way bigger than anything we could intellectually completely comprehend. So there's always going to be mystery. And I think the only, for me anyways, like I couldn't even do it. And I think that's true for other people. Like, I don't think we could totally believe if it was just totally an intellectual act. Right. There's something about the fact that he is real, Mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of like, you know, I've heard about this before where it's like, you know, you comparison of faith, like somebody tells you about Australia when you're in North America and you just, you're like, okay, cool. But like, I don't know, like, I don't know, you know, and then you go to Australia and like, all right, it's real. Like, you know, I mean, loving us. I love Australians and I love Australia, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, it's on the other side of the, the planet compared to where we are in North America. And it's like, and I would never be able to understand everything about Australia and its geography and topography mm. and the people and the history and whatever. But if I go there, I know it, it's real, right. you know, yeah. and, and there's a right. kind of, that's a poor analogy, but I think there's something about mm-hmm. it's, it can't just be an intellectual. It just, I don't think that is possible yeah. in a way for it to just yeah. be here. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I mean, like, like that's not faith really. It's you not know, if yeah. it's just up here. Like, yeah. and Jesus, yeah. like he shifted it, you know, like even theology of the body, like that's the initial part, like starting place. Like when the Pharisees are questioning about divorce and like, well, Abraham said this, he said it was okay if you divorce your wife, da, 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 da. And then Jesus, like in the beginning, it's not so like his whole thing about that and about like lust and saying like, mm-hmm. you know, even um, he's sin who looks on a woman with lust and not even somebody who actually acts on it. You know, he's like shifting the thing to the, to the heart, like not to get rid of the intellectual thing, but like, right. To, to like, exactly like you Mm -hmm. were saying, Nicole, like, because it's a full person, person. like it's a full person thing. And like the seat of our like knowing, you know, we're not talking about like the physical heart, but like the seat of our Mm -hmm. knowing of things, you know, which is Mm -hmm. super profound. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to (laughs) say? Oh, no, no, you're good. I just, just thinking like that, the, yeah, God wants all of us. Like he wants us yeah. completely. I think that's what ties maybe both of these together is that, mm-hmm. um, like the repentance is a total, total surrender to God and believe is also, and I, okay, maybe I'm, I'm forgetting them. I'm getting them mixed up now, but both of them involve the whole person and, and yeah, our yeah. encounter with the Lord and allowing him to transform us. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's good too yeah. to say, like, just to affirm too that if anybody's listening and you're like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, or like, right. I haven't experienced God like that or anything like that, that that too, like, there's a there's a particular way the Lord works in the spiritual life, right? That we kind of all kind of 
like walk in to some degree or another. And even in like all the saints talk about it, about the different stages in the spiritual life. And like when we're in our relationship with the Lord, like those initial stages are definitely some that are more about like, what should I be doing? How should I mm-hmm. like actually act in my life to conform my life to Christ? And they really, they're kind of a, a love that's more like, I know there's something here. Like I know yeah. God is good. I know I should be doing something and I'm trying my best to do what I need to to do. And then it's the Lord who shifts that into these, into like the, where he shows his love to us in a more, um, in a like a more particular way, like whatever that looks for every single, like for every single one of us is going to be different. And then it's him who makes, you know, the shift of the, of the heart. So like, <laughs> so like, I guess just, a. Like I felt kind of, um, I was like, I think we need to mention that too, that if somebody's yeah. listening and they're mm. like, this sounds great. Don't know. <laughs> have not had that experience before. That, yeah. That that's like totally normal, you know? And, but it, and, and it's also, sorry, go ahead, Rachel. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I think it also, it can happen through an intellectual journey. I also want to say yes, that like, it's absolutely. not like, I'm yes. not saying that it's not the intellect is such a beautiful and important, like yes. part of who we are and very, we are often, not anti-intellectual. It, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So if that's how God's leading you, that's incredibly beautiful and, yeah. you know, and awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think just to add to that, um, that all of this is about surrendering to God and letting God work in our lives. And if God is the one who's doing the work in our lives, God is so beyond us that we may not even know the things that God is doing. And so if it feels like God is doing nothing, that might just be because you don't actually know what God is doing. It does not mean that God is not doing something because we just don't really know what's going on most of the time, but God is at work, right? We don't need to know. We don't need to know sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's good for us to know. And if we do, then that's great. But yeah. 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 But at least now when we hear the words repent and believe, we're oh. going to think like, oh, sin checklist. And then like yeah. dogma checklist. Like it, that's I think that's right. like kind of the point that Bishop Barron is, is saying too. Like this is an invitation to something way more exciting and way more yeah. real and dynamic. Way more alive. Yeah. Way more alive than Ugh. like just a bunch of rules that you're supposed to check off, you know? And, yep. and test in a way, like you, we can test that. Like we can really... Yeah ask for that. Like, it's not, you know, let's not sell ourselves short here from what God is actually mm-hmm. offering. You know, mm-hmm. like that C.S. Lewis quote that people bring up all the time. Like we dream too small, like yeah. God's dreams for us are so much better than our dreams, you know? And so like test that, like go for it. Like really, you know, take him seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. God is good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering the, the pastor at the church, like where I'm doing the music, whatever. He's like this beautiful priest from Nigeria who loves the saying, God is good, where he says, God is good. And then everybody all in the, the congregation is like, all yeah. the time. And then he's like, all the time. God is, God good. is good. Love every, it. <laughs> every Sunday. It's so great. <laughs> it's great. Anyways. Oh, great. Yeah, ladies, this is good. I'm going to like chew on the meat of this conversation for like weeks to come. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sentence. I'm going to chew on the meat of this conversation. <laughs> I love it. Aaron, and Austin. as long as it's not on a Friday during last yeah. time. <laughs> oh, nice. 
<laughs> Unless it's next Friday, because actually oh, yeah. that's funny because well this will this will be out after next Friday. So sorry there everybody if you didn't take advantage of the feast of the Annunciation on uh, the twenty fifth. Yeah, you could have eaten meat that day. Sorry if you missed that. <laughs> Anyways, good. Yeah. So you have a Godwink for us today, Nicole. Is that correct? I do. I do. And this is a Godwink that happened today. So um, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I. Recently, Nathan and I got engaged. And so I've been starting to wedding dress shop and plan, do wedding planning stuff. And you guys, I, I really, it's stressful, <laughs> stressful planning a wedding. And I have a lot of stuff on my plate and we, you know, we haven't decided yet if we're going to have our wedding in Canada or in the U S. And so right now we're actually planning two weddings, one in each country so that we can eventually make a decision because of like all the border restrictions and, and all of that. So it's just like, it's just a lot. And I'm trying to, you know, do all the other things on my plate too. So it's just, sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to come together and trying to trust the Lord with that. So anyway, so I had my first uh, wedding dress try on session today. And so uh, as I was driving to that, I, I like asked Siri to play folk music on Spotify because I thought oh, it was sort of playing all these random folk music songs. And I was, I was driving, I was like, oh, I should, oh, maybe I should be praying the rosary right now, or I should be doing this. And oh, I have so much to do. And I was thinking about all these things and kind of getting all in my head. And anyways, but I just kept listening to the, and I, I tried pausing the folk music to play the rosary, but it like, my phone was doing something weird where I'd pause it and then it would immediately start playing again. So I couldn't turn it off anyway. So I listened to the music and as I was just arriving at the, the place, this song came on and I think I can, I'm going to try to play it through here. Yeah. Um, and it's called, I've heard it before, uh, but I, I hadn't heard it in a while. So it's called wedding song. Okay. Mm-hmm. And let me just, of course it is. Yeah, of course, you know, yeah. And this is all just, you know, it was random on my case. I'm just showing my computer audio and then I'll play. I'm just going to start it halfway or like a few seconds, 30 seconds in because it's a long intro. So. still in showing i guess <laughs> it's really it's folky it's uh-huh. folky it's yeah <laughs> love tell me if you can who's gonna buy the wedding bands times being what they are hard and getting harder all the time love when i sing my song all the rivers sing along and they're gonna break their bands for me Lay their gold around my feet All the fashion in the van All the fashion for your man River's gonna give us a wet man Oh my gosh, cool. I love it. Yeah. Ah. So it was just like, um, hold on, I'm going to stop and share here. It was just this, and that's the whole song where she's like, oh, where, where are we going to get the table linens? And where are we going to get the wet thing? And, and then it's all like the river is going to provide it and this is going to come and the birds are going to, you know. And oh, I just felt so like the Lord was like, I see you. I got yeah. you. I know you're trying to plan a wedding. I know it's hard. I got you, <laughs> you know. So it was just like, I just felt very loved by that as I went to, you know, and I don't have any family here. So I was just going to this wedding yeah. dress store by myself mm-hmm. and just trying on dresses and which was fine. I didn't mind doing yeah. that, but it just, it was just, it was just a good little, but you weren't by yourself because the Lord was with you. And oh, I cannot hear you for some reason. I don't know oh. what happened. 
That's really funny. <laughs> that's great. I had just <laughs> muted my computer. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Can you hear us now? Uh, I can hear you oh, now. Yes. So funny because you went, you went like, oh, I was just driving myself to wedding dress shopping and like, and I was like, oh, but you weren't by yourself because the Lord is with you. And you're like, I, I didn't hear that. I heard nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I was I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that was really yes. The Lord was me. I was prepared <laughs> to like do the rest of the episode in sign language so that we would like mm. figure out how we're gonna say. Okay, we no. are done. <laughs> done. for those just uh, listening i was making very animated actions about we are done goodbye so now we can just say for real is that like real asl or or no 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 it was just aaron Aaron this is this is all done in asl that's right all All done all done okay no not like with your sorry it's like oh all done all done. All done. All done. All done. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. There you go. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, it was very good <laughs> to be here with you all, ladies. Thanks That's for listening. Yes. Thank you all, everybody. And we'll talk to you uh, next week where we're going to be talking about um, the suffering servant. So we're going to be talking mm. about uh, that is a Sweet. great one. And then our last Lenten episode, we're going to be talking about Psalm 22, which is what Jesus quotes when he says, um, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. So if you've ever thought when you hear that during a Good Friday service and you're like, nah, nah, I don't know what's that, what that is. <laughs> Why are they saying those things? Uh, yeah, we'll be talking a little bit about that. So we're looking forward to it. God bless you all. Bye, guys. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.